Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, aka Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at Badbit Games. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and get your chance to win a free PS5 game on us. Or if you really, really like I guess you could go to patreon.com slash badbit. But with all that said, with all that out of the way, Kyle, I mean, sorry, audience, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm so ready. Yeah. Uh, you're, everyone listening and watching, you're about to see a different side of Kyle. Wow. It's bad. Really? So as yeah. you all know. This is our special bonus episode of the Trophy Room. We got some breaking news still about, you know, PS5 upgrades on Kawahuti and uh, Hitman 3, but a lot of this episode is going to be about Gamescom Opening Night Live 2020. This is supposed to be the big two-hour finish of all the Summer Games Fest, and of course, we have the Ratchet & Clank 7-minute demo that we saw. So in preparation, we have a, uh, a episode out prior to this. If you want the latest and greatest all things PlayStation news, because a lot of things happened this week, we separated it into two episodes. Go back, check that episode out. It was fantastic. Smeagol came in. I mispronounced Gollum a lot. It's a fun time. But with that, Kyle, yeah. listen, usually we start up the show. We talk about what you've been playing, right? Mm -hmm. Today, I want to talk about how you been feeling? Because this is supposed to be the end-all, be-all for Gamescom or Ga Summer Games Fest 2020. Now, f with this whole thing, it was a two-hour-long event. Uh, please, I want to go kind of back and forth with you. Two and 15, if you count the pre-show. Right. There was a. I did not catch the pre-show. You, you caught it? Yeah. Anything worthwhile? There, there actually, there is a first-person shooter game, uh, a horror game for just PlayStation that is up your alley. I think Quantum, Quantum Error. Error. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's it's from the the, the small indie team. Uh, they mm -hmm. they were influenced by uh, Dead Space, yeah. um, which is like yeah, right up my alley. You know me, yeah, Kyle. Gotcha. Two hours long. What were some games that you you liked other than the Ratchet and Clank stuff we saw? Um, oh, okay. All right. I thought we were going to get into the show as a whole. I was no, no, no. Right. No, we'll do that right before we get into the ratcheting. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. The, the five that I, I really dug. Uh, mm -hmm. The first one surprised me. It was called Teardown. Um, it okay. was that one, I think it was one or two person team where they made their own game engine. And it's one that kind of looked like Minecraft. Oh, yes. Was destructible. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like an upgraded visually Minecraft kind of game. And then they were like, oh, no, this is all just planning for a heist. I was like, oh, interesting. It's like Ooh. a out of the box expanded puzzle thing where you don't have to worry about just what's in the room. But the entire environment and how you link together the path to, to turn off the alarm in order to get a, to get away from this heist, I thought was very interesting. And it looked like it would be a lot of fun. So I was mm. very surprised about that one. And I'm very happy that that was part of the show because that was easily a highlight. Yeah. My yeah. number five one is Little Night Nightmares 2. 
never, I never got into Little Nightmares one, but something about this, it's again, I'm, as someone who knows nothing about the, the, the first game, a terrifying platformer. It seems like it, it's, it's haunting. It's like haunting of Hill House meets Super Mario 3D world. I am all about that. It looks, uh, or, or sorry, like a Mario, uh, Wii U, whatever the 2D ones. Like it, it looked terrifying, haunting, but like I'm somehow in, into it, you know? Uh, what was your next game? Uh, number four for me would have been, uh, it was a, in like a sizzle reel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope. Um, yes. I didn't play Man of Badan strictly on your word of it because you played it and mm-hmm. you feeling let down by it. And I was always a little off by this sea, like battleship, whatever it was, kind of yeah. setting. Yeah, but this one where it was like witchcraft and it looked more like Until Dawn, and I'm like this one interests intrigues me way more than Man of Medan, and I'm hoping that they've learned from their mistakes because mm-hmm. I want Supermassive to be good. Yeah, I want them to be back to Until Dawn because they are so underrated and valued as a developer. And what I saw in that brief little little trailer, I was like, yeah, I'm digging the vibes. I'm I'm all for this one. And I think the one, the, the thing why the first Man of Medan didn't do well, or first anthology was Man of Medan, why that didn't do well was, you're on a boat. Boats are, yeah. you know, I get it, the implication, but like, it's not too scary. This yeah. being like a town and the whole town's fucking haunted, that's the thing that's, that really hits me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing, and it's really simple, is Crash 4, man. You know, about mm. time. And simply put, because he's wearing a mask, <laughs> the huge, they, they go to crash and like the mascot and he's in Cologne, Germany, walking around with a mask like you should too, socially distancing and such. And he didn't know that the Gamescom was canceled. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I am so in on this game. Ever since I played Super Lucky's Tale or New Super Lucky Tale, I am all in on this. So I, I want more platformers. I want to start broadening my horizons there. So that was my number four pick. Yeah, it didn't make my top, but I am intrigued by it. I mm-hmm. think in order to get those flashback tape levels, which are reminiscent of the bonus levels from the original games. Yeah. You have to complete a no death run, and I know how difficult that's going to be. So I'm glad that there's going to be a challenge there, and they look super fun. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. What did say I'm you? Where's your number uh, three pick? My number three. I'm d- debating where to put this. <laughs> I'm going season two of Fall Guys. Oh, that's going to be my number three. Um, I love that it's medieval settings. Yep. I love all the costumes, the knight, the 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 uh, the mage, and the dragon, and I love. Oh, excuse me. I love the uh, the reskin of the some of the maps, and yep. some of them are, look brand new. Some of them are iterating on things that we already played, like the hoopsie daisy, where you have to move ramps around. And all I can say is, after watching that, like obviously I'm hyped to play it. I'll play Fall Guys for as long as there's a Fall Guys. Yeah. But I'm so happy I already have the platinum. <laughs> I <laughs> relying on other people to work together to move ramps mm-hmm. is not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, there's one where it's like the 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 mystery door one, but instead it's with ramps. And I'm just like, that is gonna be 
insane, yeah. but I am so in on this game. Yeah. Uh, that was sadly with this whole presentation, well, that was like my highlight. <laughs> oh, so I'm what? sharing, I'm sharing number three with you. I'll go straight to my number two, Star Wars Squadron. Oh my God. You guys know I'm a big Star Wars dork. You see the Qui-Gon Jinn lightsaber behind you. I love Star Wars and, uh, this looks straight like, you know, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. The 90s game, you go into any arcade. That's what this game screams to me. Seeing Wedge Antilles is going to be part of the main story has yeah. me so, so hyped. So yeah, seeing actual gameplay got me and my nerves calmed down of what to expect from this game. Cause I was a little scared going into it, what I was actually going to get from that experience. So seeing that it looks approachable, I'm totally in. That's my number two pick. Awesome. Uh, my number two pick is going to also be Star Wars, but not the one you're thinking about. Oh, it's Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Uh, I was so excited for this when it was first announced. And just on the fact that they were retooling the engine and I wanted to see what that looked like in this. And oh my God, if you are not familiar with the Lego games, you don't understand why it's a big deal. I get it. But the fact that now there is a camera third person and it looks like the Dark Souls um, and Jedi Fallen Order kind of camera angle with lightsaber battles and first person uh, pod racing and controlling the X-Wing flying through the levels. It looks so good. I am so excited for it. This is my bad. I door dashed and um, there was oh, a okay. whole kerfuffle at my house and mm -hmm. like I had to get, go get my burrito. So I missed yeah. out on this. I'm a bad Star Wars fan. Look at oh, that Qui-Gon Jinn Please Lightsaber. watch it afterwards. It's yeah. really, really good. I'll watch your dirt right now, you know? Yeah. Nothing's you know stopping what? me. And in the meantime, shut up, Jiminy! <laughs> is Jiminy back? Jiminy is back, and he's hidden behind my Blu-ray cases, Ooh. and I can't get to him. Jiminy's a cricket. He's taunting me, not even during the nighttime, <laughs> like normal crickets. It's dirt all fucking day, Joe. <laughs> Dude, I love this Kyle. I'm unhinged. This Kyle, <laughs> this Kyle is unhinged. I am all for it. Um, what would be so? We're at two, right? That we're was my number two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number one is going to be. I'm gonna have a tie oh, because okay. I want to give shout outs where shout outs to do. One, you can't play on PlayStation, but Medal of Honor, the VR game, Above and Beyond, I think it's called, mm -hmm. looks incredible. You know, the last Medal of Honor I enjoyed was Airborne. I thought it was an amazing experience. Um, this looks right up my alley. The original creative director of the first Medal of Honor is working on this game. Uh, seeing Respawn at the helm yet again when the, you know, going back to the franchise they created and just seeing all the cool action set pieces that there are here and you're killing Nazis and punching them in the face. I'm all in, man. This looks absolutely nuts. And that the, makes one of us. Oh, you didn't like it? I wasn't high on it, Joe. Oh my it, god, this new Kyle is strange, everyone. I would have much rather preferred a non-VR Medal of Honor because I want Medal of uh -huh. Honor back. That was my first like first person game on PS2. Mm. And there's just something about the art style where they're a little too cartoony. For me. Okay. I get that because of VR just and all a that. A little bit, and I'm yeah. really, really worried that seeing how the gameplay is where it looks like it's free movement i'm motion sickness man mm. like if you're not warping to a place and it doesn't look like you're warping it looks like you're it looks running more down on a hallway rails. And, yeah. yeah 
I'm just a little worried about that and how it, it would feel. But like you said, Respawn's fantastic. I trust yeah. them making a game. I don't know. Also, uh, Mafia Remake looks nuts. Also, and, really quick yeah. about Metal of Honor. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. You can't play it on the Quest. Really? It, you need the Oculus Link and a PC in order to play that game. Okay. So. Well, then I take that back. Uh, but no, Mafia Remake. Yes, I, I Mafia love. Sure. I love a good Mafia game, and I loved <laughs> The Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> I, People I was, hate me already, but yes, I was jonesing for that when I watched it because I would love an open world game that's not fantastical. I think I need uh-huh. that right now. Yeah. And so I'm kind of in. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and it's just giving me like you know again Godfather on the Xbox uh, vibes. Like the OG Xbox vibes. That that was one of my favorite games. And seeing Mafia t- looks like looks kind of like what a, a next gen version of that would be. So I'm I'm all in on that. Yeah. Kyle, what's your number one pick of the show? I think we might have the same number one pick. What's that? Twelve minutes. It's not my pick. Oh yeah. Twelve minutes is my number one pick. Oh, okay. I've I've been hyped about this five years ago when I saw it. <laughs> In kind of funny, in the spare bedroom, before they got a studio, the developer was over there, and they played the early build of this game back then, and I thought it was a cool concept. And to see where it's come from there, and then see it unveiled at E3 last year on the big stage for Xbox, and then having Willem Dafoe, James McAvoy, and Daisy Ridley be the cast of this game? Are you kidding me? You know, I consider myself a scientist as well. (laughs) (laughs) I am so excited, and... I I that is one I will be playing day one on my Xbox. I will wipe the dust off yeah. and play. And also while we're we're talking about it, go check out uh Luke Lore's Xbox Expansion Pass episode with the director of that game. He yeah. had a hat on that episode. Go check it out because I wanna know all about that game. Alright, enough excited. of Luke. Calm down. His show's okay. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. It's usually you the one that's <laughs> promoting Luke. <laughs> Not me. What a he's a son of a bitch. Uh overall though, Kyle, listen, how did you like the show? Oh, you don't Just, have a number one? Oh, I, my number one was Mafia. Oh, okay. Giovanni. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, here we go. In a Twitter post. In a Twitter post, don't you know the moment the show ended, I thought to myself, I said out loud, boy, what a waste of time. It didn't Whoa. it didn't feel like a finale to Summer Game Fest. It felt mm-hmm. like a finale during a writer's strike. It mm. felt like it there were weird cuts and, and things went on way too long. Shout out to you, Warcraft. How dare you waste my time? And I realize it's a big deal. I realize, Joe, you're hyped. I loved your text coming in. But the fact that you didn't lead with the gameplay and feel like, oh yeah, hey, we have this and a little snippet. Of the six minute and fifty two second lore animated video, so good. just say like, "Hey, on YouTube, we have it. Like, it, go watch it if you want to." It, that really is when it bogged down the show, and it was so early for me. I kind of like spaced out, and the fact that now Warhammer is now the Magic the Gathering that it was at the Game Awards, where we have so many Warhammer games now. Too many Warhammer. I don't understand. <laughs> Are people that into Warhammer? I don't get it. And yeah. there were just some things that felt a little too samey. Like I'm getting over these announcements of battle royales. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's Spellbreaker. too it's too much. Mm-hmm. It's it, starting to feel when when is the breaking point for that? Where 
the trend is over. I guess it's never over because it's huge on Twitch and and streaming and yeah. people play a ton of it. But like, I'm tired of it, man. I'm just <laughs> tired of it. <laughs> I uh, I'm kind of right there with you. So first off, I did not mind the Shadowbringers or Shadowlands trailer because as a huge Warcraft kid, Warcraft three, Uther the Lightbringer, Kyle. Imagine this. I get to see him again. He might even be a villain. Who knows how that trailer ends? But he's I'm pretty about much to blow. <laughs> he's pretty much the Obi Wan of like the Paladins, and Arthas portrays him. So it's kind of like imagine Mustafar, but this time Anakin had the high ground. That's what it's like. So like seeing seeing the fact that we might see Arthas again in this game, and now he's not with the power of the Lich King. Like this, this is. It's wild. I, I get that. And I get it's important lore. I get yeah. it. But to people who don't know the lore, because this game has been going on forever. I don't even know at this point. Why subject us to a six minute and 52 <laughs> second long animated thing with characters I have no attachment to that a small subject yeah. of, of the of the people watching yeah. know? And, like, I'd, I'd be 100% saying the same thing if it was a Final Fantasy 6-minute and 52-second video. Uh-huh. I'd be saying the same thing or something that I love that nobody else does. <laughs> Don't do that! <laughs> Send jeez, me to the Bluetooth! Jeez! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, take a breath. Take a breath. I wasn't crazy about the show either. I wasn't. I felt. I thought it was two hours too long, to be honest. And a, a Ford gamer car. What are we doing, Jeff? What are we doing? I understand the advertisements. I'm not. I'm not ragging on you for the ads. Right. I understand you need them to pay for the show and the staff that worked on. Right. It. Right. I'm totally fine. But to belittle gamers out of the hole, it's like, hey, look, Ford, give us a gamer car. Are you nuts? No, we don't need oh, that at all. We don't need uh, that. Yeah, no, I think the the weird thing about this show was there wasn't the only big moment was Ratchet and Clank. And look, they, he set expectations right off the gate, right? And that's the thing. I came in with low expectations and I'm still leaving Oof. like sour on it. Yeah. And so for me, I'm just like, okay, he said it was mostly updates. He said not a lot of big surprises. And so like I walk in and like there's nothing until Ratchet and Clank that really goes oh, ooh, like, you know, all the games that I'm excited for, I'm excited for, but nothing's blowing my skirt up, you know, if yeah. that makes anything, any sense. So, like, to me, it was, I think maybe canceling E3 was a mistake. Also, hold yeah. on, I'm just okay. things okay. popping in. Yeah. What the fuck were those awards, Joe? What? what were those awards? Why is Cyberpunk winning best PlayStation game? Why what? is it won the best, best Nintendo game Little Nightmares 2, which isn't even out yet? What are you What are these who awards? Voted on these awards. And I they're like, stay tuned it. for more awards. I'm like, of what? Of what what, su- what category I've never yeah, even heard of this was, indie game. And is then to like, have Christopher Lloyd out. Right? Oh Christopher God, Lloyd. Oh. The doc himself. Back to the future everything for Surgeon Simulator 2. You're going to cut me like that, Jeff Keighley? It's not even that, Joe. It wasn't even that. It was the fact that... Now I'm with you. This show fucking sucks. (laughs) I feel bad for the Back to the Future fans. Maybe it was like a a, a new season of the Telltale game or like a reworking of it or... Yeah, man. A standalone Back to the Future thing. The fact that they had Christopher Lloyd shell out for a Surgeon Simulator 2, which buried the fact that that game is out now on Epic Game Store. 
Weird choice. In addition to how that trailer started, Joe, what is the other WB game that I'm waiting to hear about oh that it was God, leaked forever? Going so in. It had dark clouds, it had lightning, and the first note made me think Harry Potter, and I got so excited. And mm-hmm. then I saw the fire treads from the DeLorean. I was like, okay, it's still cool. I'll, I'd be down for a time traveling back to the future game. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's just Christopher, Christopher Lloyd selling out, which I never want to see. Yeah. It hurt. It, it hurt it, me. It, oh, it, it was but bad. he said, great Scott. <laughs> sure. I, I do think I, I, I'm not down on summer games fest. Like I understand COVID played a huge role here and they had no time to really prepare for any of these smaller events. But next year, because it's gonna, you know, this is gonna happen again, whether you want E3 back or, or, or not. Next year, they have to come out and everybody like go, we have this one week in June. I'm fine. With that. All yeah. your announcements here because we can't do this of every other week. There's a small announcement that gets hyped up and overblown because we're gamers. We're expecting an E3 replacement. Nothing is doing it time in, time out. And hopefully next year, the pissing or lack of pissing contest between Xbox and PlayStation's over. You know? But I'm right there with you. This this was a bit of a dud and uh, a a dud to a a fest that wasn't worth having a festivus. You know? Yeah. Like if... Like you said, all condensed in a week or a couple of days, like E3, I think it would have been so much better. Yeah. I, I feel like the show really did not hit well because they had to spread out announcements. Yeah. And they had to plan things out. And it it suffered big time from mm-hmm. it. 38 sure. games in two hours. And we we struggled to get 10 games out there that we were excited for. I think yeah. that's the other thing. Um, they couldn't k- keep people engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, Kyle, listen, yeah. let's talk about Ratchet and Clank. But before we square up Ratchet and Clank and our impressions of that game, I want to thank our amazing patrons over at patreon.com or yeah, patreon.com slash bad bit. Hey, gang, listen, if we've ever gotten you through a rough car ride, a tough day at work, you know, surviving the in-laws, whatever the case may be, um, you know, to help this show grow, please, please consider going to patreon.com slash bad bit, throwing a buck our way. It's the reason why we're getting so many amazing techs like or tech like this mic that I'm using, uh, like, you know, this little cloud lifter. That's all you guys. And we have so many more surprises to come in the coming weeks. And it's all because of you and your generosity. So thank you so much. And with that, I want to thank Ryan Grant, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, and Corey Schofelder, our gold members. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Marcus O'Neill, Ray Martinez, JB, the Purple Monkey, and Tim Ulf himself. Thank you all so very much for supporting us at Patreon. Uh, This literally makes the show run. So thank you all so very much. And with that, Kyle, listen. We got to the end of Gamescom. Ratchet and Clank. Hell yeah. Seven minute demo. Let's talk about it. What were Let's your thoughts? Blown away. Yeah. Blown was it worth away. a two hour wait? It was it was a good thing to end on. I won't say it's <laughs> worth the two hour wait. Yeah. Nothing I think was worth the two hours, I think. But damn. This uh this seven, ten minute, whatever section of just Ratchet and Clank was easily the best of the show. This yeah. demo was just the, what we saw at the PlayStation showcase, just stretched out and not cut up. 
so damn pretty and impressive. The amount of things on screen, the amount it like flawlessly worked, and yeah. the effects and the enemies and the NPCs, the way that the rift uh, grapple thing works, rift, like, uh, rift tether. I made sure I, I remembered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that works is cool, and it's going to make me rethink how to play the Ratchet games. I am so excited. And I yeah. e- immediately looked up, like, since they confirmed that this is taking place after Into the Nexus, so that holds a big um, influence over this one. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. That game is on PS Now, so go wow. play it on PS Now, as well as a bunch of Ratchet games are on PS Now, so... Was there a Don't part to you problem. that yeah. like that stuck out the most? Because uh, I got a few. I mean, yeah, the topiary sprinkler weapon. Yes, uh, was super cool. Mm. And where it like turns the enemies into like plants, which mm-hmm. I thought was fun. Um, but I think the dropping in and out of different universes is what I really remember. Yeah, like landing on that pirate ship and that world, and wanting to fully play and experience that world because that looked really, really cool. That looked so. the The demo for me, my snapshot is first off, I'm a sucker for particle effects. I said it last episode. I'll say it here again. And there was sure a lot of it, and a lot of things happening on screen, which though there was a lot of explosions on screen and a lot of particles flying, especially from your, your burst gun, your burst pistol, which you actually see the, the casings pop out of the gun while you're shooting. So not only are you seeing this beautiful particle effect, that's the bolt. You're also seeing the, the particle effects from the shell just pop out of the gun. Awesome. Seeing the crates explode. It was just enough destruction without it feeling overly messy Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I really liked was when, um, when the villain comes and you're getting these quick cutscenes, it, it feels totally natural. There is not a second pause to be seen there. That's the thing that really shocked me was just like, wow, this feels, I hate to say it cause every, you know, every, every other person will say it, but like it felt fast and fluid, like everything felt snappy and there was never a pause on screen at least from what i'm looking at Mm -hmm. then the other thing that really wowed me was the ray trace reflections i actually now know yeah yeah dude it looked awesome it's i get it i'm putting the the sony pony hat on but damn i'm gonna wear it with pride here it looked really well and it ran so incredibly smooth the entire way and like right now i'm looking at the trailer where he's using the sprinkler weapon and turning them all into bushes like it was it was awesome it never stopped and seeing how populated the world is like, and, and, and like when you're walking through those hallways, everybody's like crowded around talking. You're seeing enemies pop in because of these rifts popping in and out. Like mm-hmm. every second of this demo, I was just floored by the tech in this game. Yeah. It, it was just, it, this is the first time in a really long time and maybe even ever with these consoles coming out that I feel like okay, this is next-gen. This is a next-gen thing that we're watching. You know? Nothing has screamed out. Even Miles, like, beautiful screenshot aside, but, like, I could play that on a PS4. I'm not convinced that I could p- play this on a, on a PS4. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that- it's... I think that 
says how far gaming has come since we've been alive, where yeah. we usually benchmark new consoles with graphics mm-hmm. and just how pretty everything looks. But now, just like after playing Ghosts of Tsushima and Last of Us Part Two, and like the Assassin's Creed games and Doom Eternal, we're at that point where we need to find these other things to tell us that it's next gen. Yeah. And like you said, the reflections, the particle effects, the load times, how seamless they are. It that is what excites us mm-hmm. and what tells us next gen. And you said it perfectly. This is why I'm getting a PS5. Mm-hmm. It's showcasing what this console can do. And just real quick, I mean, we're not done anywhere close, mm-hmm. but shout out to Insomniac for being the sole reason to go buy a PlayStation 5 at yeah. yes. so two Two of the major reasons why you need a PS5 as soon as possible for Miles Morales and this game. It's it's they, nuts. They confirmed this is a launch window title. So assuming Sun. February, March. And that's what you said. Take all the credit for it. Yeah, this is, this, it seems like March, April is going to be the time where this, this thing comes out. Yeah. And then, and again, like what you said earlier, it is right after, uh, into the Nexus. And they also confirm, but at the same exact time, if you're just walking in, this is a standalone experience. So you're not going to be confused or, or whatever what's mm-hmm. going on here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just looks incredible. I, you know, I'm watching the part where he's jumping from rift into rift and there's just no stop. And I love yeah. what you said. Like, we're getting to this point with games where like, yeah, this game looks beautiful. It looks almost like a Pixar esque game, which everybody's going to say, I get it, but like it looks a little better for sure, but it's really what the tech's doing behind the scenes here. Like you're going into this Jack and Dexter looking world. Then we're on a pirate ship. It's like, there's no stop. I'm yeah. just super surprised at, at this point, Kyle, can we, can we safely claim that insomniacs purchase possibly the best purchase PlayStation's made in a very long time? Yeah. And it's, it's wild that they are the, forefront of playstation 5 yeah they are the ones like hey come with us and let us show you why you need a ps5 and shout out to them they've been with playstation for such a long time Mm -hmm. and to the fact that we are they're back as a launch title on playstation with miles morales and launch window with ratchet just like they were on ps3 with resistance and it's uh, man i i love insomniac so much i'm so happy they got their they're loving and is part of PlayStation Studios and Yeah. I can't wait. Hopefully I was a little this is me getting a little bit too hype after at yeah. the end of this. Because yeah. I was like, oh, maybe one more thing. They'll be like, hey, resistance, we're doing it. <laughs> uh but yeah. I mean two teams working on two different games, you gotta think they're they're already looking ahead at yeah. something. Yeah. Man, I'm excited. awesome. Awesome. So with that, we're super pumped for Ratchet. We're super pumped for the PlayStation 5. At this point, I'm just like, I've never, I've, I mean, I've been super excited for, for next gen, but now I'm just like, I'm ready. Give me, give me, now give me the message that hurts. That's how much this thing costs. And like, I'm in. Give me that email, Sony, that we all signed up for, for the first pre-order. Seriously. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a second for sure. But with that, yeah, that's our Ratchet and Clank thoughts. Anything else to close up before we get into the news, Kyle? Uh, no. No, I'm All right. good. All right. And with that, it's time 
to square up the news. Kyle, what's the first story for us this evening? Uh, this one comes from Austin Gosselin from Polygon. Fall Guys is the most downloaded game in PS Plus history. Fall Guys has only been out for a few weeks, and it's already the most downloaded game ever on PlayStation Plus. Developed by Mediatonic, Fall Guys was released on August 4th and quickly became one of the most popular games online. Its hilarious brand of Battle Royale action dominated Twitch, pulling in most of the top streamers for at least a few matches, and shot up, shot to the top of Steam's sale charts. But it wasn't just the early excitement that had people playing. As of this writing, Fall Guys is currently the fourth most played game on Steam, with over 165,000 players in-game vying for the crown. Fall Guys' incredible success on PlayStation Plus shouldn't come as much of a surprise. The service has always been a great place for smaller indie games to get noticed, much like Rocket League when it was released back in 2015. But what is surprising is that Fall Guys made it to the top of PS Plus's all-time list, which includes some very well-known games. According to an infographic released by Sony as of April 2020, the top five most downloaded PlayStation Plus games are Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, Shadow of the Colossus, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Destiny 2, and, curiously, Sonic mm. Forces. Mmm. Okay. Sonic Forces out of all of them. People are That's thirsty crazy. for Sonic, man. Kyle, where does Fall Guys go after this? I mean, the the most downloaded game ahead of Rocket League. And Rocket League was that, you know... That, that, that fairy tale, uh, story of like what happens when you're an indie game on PlayStation Plus launching. Yeah. But where does Fall Guys go? Can't, I mean, we talked about whether or not Fall Guys could be bigger than Rocket League. Do you think that this is the first step in that? I would, I mean, sure, but I think they're already well on their way to being bigger than Rocket League. Yeah. I, I think with, with, with what we just saw in season two where, new costumes that people are going to be clamoring for and new visuals or new colors, new layouts of the maps. Like the sky's the limit for creativity for what they can add to this game. And yeah, I think it, they're well on their way. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with their season passes. Mm. Once the PS plus thing is over. Like, are we paying for them? Are we not? Um, I'm fine either way. Just let us know. But yeah, I think it's, Incredible what Media Tonic has on their hand, on their hands. Excuse me. Yeah, how dare you? No, I, I I think the same. They have the they have this magic about this game where it's fifty percent skill, it's fifty percent luck, and it's just fun either way. Like you're not. I've never. I I can only speak for myself here. Hundred percent reason to remember the name. I had to get that out, but I was drinking water when you said the fifty percent parts. <laughs> Good one. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> what a delayed response, but I love it. I couldn't say with water. Yeah, I know, I know. It's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, my God. Mike Shinoda, shout out to you. Now, um, but, you know, to get back to where I was thinking, oh, yeah, that, that there's just, I've never left a game where I was upset at the outcome. Because it was just like, okay, fine, it's cute, it's chibi. So, like, seeing that anybody could really be a part of this, yeah, I think it's already on its way to capture. Not, not to mention that, like, you're, we could assume that Xbox is gonna try to get this on Game Pass, right? We can assume that mm-hmm. once this thing takes off on the Switch, it's going to explode. Literally, Switches will explode. <laughs> but, like, there is just so much ground that they can take after this huge launch that, yeah, I, I think, this game's going to continue to be big. And with the community that it has after the, the hype dies away, uh, they're going to have an awesome community around that game. So yeah. 
I'm pretty hyped on it. With that, though, there's some more PlayStation Plus goodies coming our way in September. Take it away, Kyle. Adam Michelle from the blog writes, September's free PS Plus games, PUBG and Street Fighter V. PUBG is parachute into a treacherous battleground with only your wits for protection as you loot gear and outsmart your enemies in a fierce battle royale. Build the ultimate soldier from scratch and test your medal against up to 99 other players across multiple unique maps. Only one life. Only one shot at victory per match. Wreck havoc on your own or take on the challenge in a squad of up to four players to increase your chances of survival and glory. Glory. Then there's Street Fighter V. New competitors and iconic world warriors square off in Street Fighter V, Capcom's blistering, blisteringly ferocious, ferocious fighter Oof. and the latest entry in the legendary Street Fighter series. Sharpen your skills in a variety of single-player modes, then prove you've got what it takes to best the globe's finest fighters in online matches. What's more, we're kicking off Street Fighter V P- PS4 tournaments starting September 4th in the U.S. and Canada. These events will offer eligible fighters of all skill levels in those regions the opportunity to compete for cash prizing, a unique PS4 theme, and a custom in-game title. Restrictions apply. More details to come. Both games will join PS Plus on Tuesday, September 1st, and be available to download for PS Plus subscribers until October 5th. That's the day after my birthday, Kyle. Hey. And if all things go right, it's a day after a big event happens to the trophy room. Some say cataclysmic. Some Uh say, I don't know, other big words, but it's going to be huge. Huge. Uh, Will I still be here? Am I getting snapped? I don't know. (gasps) I don't know. Keep up this attitude. (laughs) I'm sorry for being salty. (laughs) Never apologize. Um, How did you feel about this? Uh, This launch, or sorry, PS Plus games. I know they're they're big games. Yeah. They're okay. Yeah, Yeah, not for me, but cool. Yeah, that my same exact thoughts. I suck at fighters. You want to see a person like just absolutely fail in front of you? Uh, yeah, I'll face plant right there. Yeah. And um, PUBG is just like I feel for me as a uh, as a gamer myself. Yeah, there are more accessible battle royale games for me to play that would probably have more fun than PUBG. Yes, same. At this point, at this point, they need to really redo their menu system. Maybe they have because I've. They yeah. haven't given a shit in so long. But hopefully this get, gets people into that game, man. I hope. Yeah. With that, Kyle, let's talk about our next two stories. Brianna Reeves, PS Lifestyle, writes, Hitman 3 release date specified. Free next-gen upgrade available for current-gen and digital purchase. Or current-gen digital purchase, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Hitman 3 developer and publisher IO Interactive has specified its plans for the title's early 2021 release. First and foremost, the new Hitman entry launches on PS4, PS5, Google Stadia, PC via Epic Game Store, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X on January 20th, 2021. Two different versions are in the works, Standard Edition and Deluxe Edition. Pre-orders for both will go live throughout the day and around the world. In addition, IO confirmed a free next-gen upgrade is on the cards. However, only players who buy Hitman 3 digitally on current gen will gain access to the free next-gen upgrade. IO's blog post on the matter makes no mention of an upgrade for physical copies. What do you feel about this? I mean, we're about to get into an awful way of doing any type of something remotely to smart delivery of next-gen copies. But, like, we talked about it last week. This is getting confusing. This is getting... uh, This is going to give us a headache, I know for sure, going into the future. No physical upgrade? You only have to do digital. 
does that concern you? Because you're you're the physical guy. I'm going all digital this gen. It doesn't affect me. But yeah. but what say you, sir? It's it's weird when this kind of news comes out because mm-hmm. at this point I'm just gonna wait for the PS5 edition anyway. Right. Um. But it is odd how they're locking it to just digital only. I, yeah. I wonder if that is to. I mean, not wonder. That is to curb the pre-owned side of things to GameStop of of buying it cheaper and still getting the next gen version for it if you True. buy the physical version. Mm-hmm. Um still sucks either way. Yeah. But at least they're like it is way more palatable than what we're gonna get into. Like then let's just get into it, Kyle. Let's just get fucking into it. Let's get a lawyer to figure out this God, situation at hand. Stretch out my tongue so I can talk over this bullshit that they wrote out <laughs> and this has nothing to do with the writer of the article just activision in general yeah uh, this one comes from uh keshav bot from charlie intel black ops cold war standard edition for next gen priced higher activision has confirmed that the standard edition of call of duty black ops cold war on next gen will be priced higher than the current generation standard editions for almost 15 years now, standard editions of games have been $59.99 for players, with almost all companies offering higher and premium editions for different prices. Activision has now confirmed they will be increasing the price of the standard edition for of next-generation games for their franchises, starting with Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. The standard edition for next-gen will include a copy for current-gen users who want to play on that version, too. Standard PS5 or Xbox Series X edition, $69.99 US dollars, includes the Xbox Series X or PS5 version of the game. For fans interested in buying Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War digitally, you can get the cross-gen bundle, which includes both the current-gen and next-gen versions of the game. And here it comes from the Charlie Intel tweet. For everyone planning to get a physical edition, hold on to your butts. Come with us on this journey, okay? That's not the tweet. That's me. Physical standard of PS4 will upgrade to PS5 for $10. Physical standard of Xbox One cannot upgrade to Xbox Series X. Physical standard of PS5 only includes PS5 version. Physical standard of Xbox Series X includes an Xbox One copy. Okay, so if you... So let me try to go into sleep mode. Let me recover. <laughs> All right. Let me talk to the audience here while you, while you literally Ugh. fucking reboot. Um, so as I'm trying to just take apart this Morris code, um, I feel like a code breaker from like sorry, World War II. Say, this is just me might not hear yeah. you correctly. Did you say Morris code or Morse code? Oh, fuck. I, I, I did it again, huh? Morse. <laughs> I just think of some old guy named Morris in a in a closet <laughs> with his spectacles, like oh, gotta dot dot dash dot dot Morse code Morse code Morse code not Morse code. <laughs> Fuck me, first goal now Morse. <laughs> anyway, let's break apart this puzzle. If you buy the PlayStation Five version physically, and it will cost sixty nine ooh ninety nine, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm immature. Okay. All right, I get it. We've been living in this. It, this is this is going to be the the gray area until everybody bites a bullet. It's every game's going to be sixty nine yeah. ninety nine. Looks yeah. like I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. It's been fifteen years. We need yeah. to get over this. It'll suck. Bit. Don't get me wrong. It, yeah, I'm ready for it. Um, but if you buy the PS five version, ten bucks more, and you can't 
play it on a PS4. Okay. That doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me. I'm going to say any, anything. I'm buying it for PS5. Yeah, I get it. If you buy it on an Xbox Series X copy, it will work on your Xbox One. Okay. But if you want to upgrade your PlayStation 5 version of the game, your your physical PS4 disc, PS4, it looks like, yeah. you will upgrade it to a PS5 version for $10. Which is what I think we talked about on the last episode, where GameStop had that deal. Yes. You trade it in, you can upgrade it for like a small fee. So it looks like you could do one thing on one uh, console, you can't do the other on the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. What a weird, and like, if you're confused, you're like, is Joe being dyslexic here? Trust me, I read this and went, this makes sense. So I get it. It's dyslexic. <laughs> this, this, the this thing, just doesn't make sense. The thing that I don't understand. Yeah, please. Is the, the, the company that started the smart delivery craze. Uh huh. Xbox. Right. Won't work for a physical standard copy of Xbox One of this game to upgrade to Xbox Series X. Now, in defense of Microsoft and Phil Spencer, they said it's a case-by-case basis. Sure. Now, we could say that, you know, fucking PlayStation threw a chunk of change at, at Activision Go, you know, don't make sure that this thing fucking bricks in Xbox. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so like I can maybe it's a shady deal between PlayStation and Activision. But from what the wind that we've been hearing, whether that's from Imran Khan or, or or Jeff Grubb, I'll actually cite my sources, other YouTubers. Um, is that no not a lot of publishers like smart delivery because they still want to remake and remaster stuff because it's so easy for them to make money on 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 return mm-hmm. on profits. So Activision's looking at Cross, uh, you know, or, or, or yeah, cross gen games as like, no, we don't want that. We want to make as much money for people double dipping on the PlayStation 5 and 4 version because the way that they're seeing it, and I, I think we said this last episode was if you're Activision, look at how many versions there are, right? PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Series X, PC, right? Five versions of this game, mm-hmm. two of which, uh, Series and five aren't going to be the most popular you're pretty much throwing money at this thing hoping hoping people are going to buy it. that install base is going to be very small so you're already throwing a whole bunch of money you might as well optimize that cash so that you know people are double dipping so if there is a cross-gen version at, at least you're getting 10 bucks which honestly if that's the upgrade fee i'm fine with 10 bucks yeah. i'm not fine with buying the game all over again i'm looking yeah. at you remedy in 505 um so like Half of me is okay with this, but just the way that they're lawyering about it just seems sketchy for the purpose of being sketchy. Mm-hmm. Like they rather confuse us than actually tell us the truth because they know it's going to hurt. Yeah. So like I was saying this, I was asking this to Sean, uh, host of the Xbox app. I was like, I don't want to be a dick here, but at this point is all smart delivery is, is just certain Xbox one games and like some Ubisoft titles. Cause like in, in cyberpunk, is that it? And, and he's just like, yeah, kinda, but like, that's why we should be demanding better from these companies. But I'll say this, we could demand better from these companies all we want. Uh, unless we actually 
vote with our wallet, not buy that thing. They're going to keep doing this. And with yeah. Call of Duty, they have the power here. It's, you know, it might not have the, the, the legs it once had, but it's still got them. And so, you know, they get to dictate, Hey, it's going to be 70 bucks and actually see if that hurts their bottom line and go, okay, maybe next time we won't do 70 bucks or they get to pull these moves and just go, well, it's just such a small base. It's, it's pretty much they're, they're being accountants here of like, all right, what's going to net us the biggest result? And it's, it's doing this. So to me, I, it sucks that cross gen has become so confusing regardless the system. Yeah. Whether it's Xbox, it just kind of sounds like this kind of sucks. It, you know, I, I, I would love to do the feel the burn and just say it's everything force, force them, but you, you really can't. Um, so like whether it's on Xbox or PS5, you're going to see like weird. Oh, you'll get it digitally, you know, or you get upgraded only if you buy digital or you'll have to pay a $10, you know, if you're buying it physical or, you know, the next gen game is just going to be 70 bucks to mm-hmm. offset the cost. So kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. But yeah, real talk, before we get, we move out of this, we saw a next generation Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. Going back to Gamescom because I feel it bubbling inside. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. How do you not show a bombastic next-gen Call of Duty gameplay trailer in that spot instead of a story trailer? How does that happen? Can I answer in Ronald Reagan? No. (laughs) Because, Kyle, listen to me here. (laughs) Cinematics are going to look cooler. Nancy. I disagree. Nancy. I I think it was that trailer. So I wasn't was cool born in the eighties. Yeah. The the dialogue and the the lip uh, syncing matched up really well. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But how do you not show off Call of Duty gameplay? Here's what the thing that upsets next gen gameplay. Oh shit! Here's the thing that upsets me the most. If I could be Aretha Franklin, uh, Franklin with you, is. <sighs> I made a tweet yesterday making fun of Ronald Reagan being next-gen character in Call of Duty, mm-hmm. <laughs> saying that if you pre-order today, if you pre-order Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War today, you'll get the Iran-Contra Fair DLC for free. <laughs> that is a home run. And how dare it just be <laughs> like that. <laughs> How dare you people for the lack of good quality <laughs> tweets. <laughs> that got me a good chuckle. I know my history teacher from seven years ago, she'd be laughing her ass off to the bank <laughs> with that one. Um, also, apparently, fuck Ronald Reagan. I don't know what Ronald Reagan did. I'm not, oh. I'm not a steward of that modern history, but apparently fuck him. You need to watch. I want to get this correct. I'm only kidding. He was the death of progressivism in America. But with that, Kyle, we got one last thing. Listen, we don't, I don't want to get political with Ronald Reagan, all right? I got, I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Thir- we, uh, 13th on Netflix. Watch it. 13th? Really okay. All right. Ronald Reagan, you're on Kyle's shit list. <laughs> you are. You bastard. Come get it, bitch. <laughs> Reagan smash. <laughs> Here's a little tidbit for you. A little story before we leave. Nothing inappropriate was said before this. PS5 pre-order signups. I'll, ta- I'll, I'll tap that out in Morris code for you. <laughs> okay, please. 
PS5 pre-order signups are now open. Console reservations may be invitation only. This comes from Chandler Wood from PlayStation Lifestyle. He writes, no, we still don't know the price, release date, or when pre-orders will actually open up. We haven't seen UI, firmware features, or long-promised hardware teardown. But the PS5 pre-order signups are now open so you can register your interest in the possibility of getting a pre-order in for Sony's next-gen console. Those interested can go to the PS5 pre-order signups page, register using their PSN ID. Sony will then be sending invitations out to an unspecified date, certain players to allow them to pre-order the PS5. Selections of of who will receive an invitation are based on previous interests and PlayStation activities, the criteria for which isn't entirely clear. Sony does collect a lot of data from its PSN users, including purchases, times played, numbers of games played, subscriptions to things like PlayStation Plus, and number of trophies. Well, luckily, you're listening to the Trophy Room, a podcast made by the players for the players, bitch, any of which could pot- could be a potential factor in their decision. The limited selection seems to, uh, seems intent on weeding out potential scalpers by allowing those PlayStation fans determined by genuine interest a first shot at PS5 pre-orders. Additionally, an FAQ for the PS5 signups indicate that each selected PSN ID will be limited to the following maximum of orders one ps5 console or one ps5 digital two dual shock wireless controllers two dual oh sorry dual sense controllers two dual sense charging stations two dual i'm uh, sorry pulse 3d headsets two media remotes and two hd cameras okay the weird registration signups We've done it. We gave you guys a shout out on Twitter to make sure you, you all do this. Um, does this give you a worry that things are going to be super limited at launch, Kyle? No, okay. weirdly not. Uh, I, I, uh, I actually applaud PlayStation for doing this. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like an apologist thing to say. No, I, I think it's the opposite of where it's actually going to give fans of the brand a shot first instead of these scalpers just yeah. put on ebay for double the price and mm-hmm. especially during the holiday season where they're trying to get money out of people of families who want to get it for their kids where money's already tight because we're in a pandemic mm-hmm. i'm i'm all for these safeguards and i i don't think i think i saw a lot of people be like oh well i have 100 platinum trophies uh, trophies are probably weighted very small yeah on that list of things um i think it goes more to like went to PSX or you, you go into the E3 at the theater stuff, um, mm-hmm. participating in that, that trophy um, competition for the real life platinum trophy thing. Oh and yeah. Things where you're actually interacting with the brand, not only just playing games, but you're interested in everything that they've put out and like these okay. cool little things, I think is how they're going to go about it. And I think that's cool. Reward yeah. the fans for being fans. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I do like this as well. Maybe it's the only part of data collection that I actually like, yeah. uh, where it's just like, Hey, no, like you can't, you can't just be a regular Tom, Dick or Harry out there. Uh, that wasn't that, that, no, was, that was good. That was okay, good. Uh, so like, you know, you, yeah, you kind of do have to prove it, you know? So like, yeah, but having purchases digital, having, you know, trophies, I think might be weighted in there as well. Making sure that you're an active part in the PlayStation network. 
yeah, I think that's the way of that they're going to reward you as a gamer. And, uh, and to me, weeding out those, those scammers at the same exact time, though, I have it pre-ordered there or registered to pre-order there. I, I'm, I'm on the first list of, uh, of the PlayStation 5 pre-orders at GameStop because I'd rather get it physical from GameStop. Mm. But this is, the, I didn't like, realize that was a thing. Yeah. I went, I oh. went down to my, my, my GameStop. I was like, start the list. <laughs> they're like what and i'm like you want your fucking pre-order <laughs> you want me to reenact the dumb card what's it called i forget it's great that i forgot yeah start the list and they started the list they said i'm the first one yeah congrats manager jared out there he's got my back you know yeah. but my my whole thing is like this i think more than ever this is them how having to maybe weigh the possibility of the covid wait wave two um mm. And, and seeing how that's going to affect, you know, how these consoles get delivered. I think they're all freaking out about that. And yeah. I do think that, the, you know, for them opening up this store uh, the way that they have, I think this is a great way for them to, you know, reward their fan base. And also knowing that, like, yeah, like if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you're probably going to get in here because of how many perks there are just set up within that website. If you are a PlayStation plus member, like free shipping and, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think this is bad. Uh, I'm just worried that I won't get one. I'm that paranoid about it. You know? Yeah. I signed up and I don't even know if it went through. I did it. On they my said, phone. thank you. Yeah. I, 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 I don't did think I even got a thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> do they know who we are? Right. Do we, on, do they know? Sony. With that, I wanted to give everybody ample time uh, to write in with their thoughts of the Ratchet and Clank uh, stuff that we've seen. So this is our last segment called Andrew House's Snail Mail, where you can give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, all PlayStation related over to us, the Trophy Room, over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter or the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server. And with that, let's get to our first one. Uh, talking about the show and Ratchet, uh, Antonio, aka Hypecaster himself, says, Loved it. I'm not one to complain about these shows being too long, so I didn't mind. Saw interesting games, impressed at some of the true world premieres. Ratchet looked fantastic. That video wall they use for set, hot. That was run off the Unreal Engine. Similar to that of the backgrounds in The Mandalorian. Did That's not all Unreal. know that. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm hmm. See that? See that, Apple? Uh, Nathan McErnie writes, it was a bit too long. Two hours seemed long. Uh, it was overall, it was good overall. Ratchet and Clank was fire. That's a flame, as the kids say. Uh, that's the important thing. Wish they had shown a different section. All right, true. But I still like what they showed. Uh, the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life it, it just came in here, and he's just, he's out for blood. You ready for this? All right. Fall Guys Season 2 looks dope. Love the RSC uh, demo. Todd, Cold War looks like it'll be a great return to the form for Call of Duty series. Unknown 9 looks interesting. Little Nightmares 2 looks creepy as fuck. I'm not a WoW fan. Wait for it. But Shadowlands and that short were great. Famous Seamus. That's why I love you. Seamus. Medal of Honor. (laughs) Medal of Honor VR by Respawn. Sign me the F up. Wait. Have I, have, 
I have to use Facebook's VR thing? Ugh, never mind. I'll wait for for it when it comes to PSVR. Same here. Lego Star Wars is still as cute. And even finally, I think my favorite part of the show was the 12 minutes cast reveal. Damn, an indie game where James McAvoy, a tall drink of water, Daisy Ridley, and this is me now editing it, obviously. Daisy Ridley could step on my face. And William Defoe, sorry, Chess. I am somewhat of a scientist myself. That's amazing. I also really like Don't Hate Me for This, that Game Pass commercial. I thought it was actually really good. Age of Empires 3, are you fucking kidding me? October 15th? God. Anyway, that was just a great way to show people what Game Pass is. It's great. Uh, also, I spotted a few games that I didn't know that were coming to Game Pass, like uh, Chris Tale. Uh, and then Nathan McGurney also says, oh, yeah, Sam Max coming back. Better be PSVR. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, over on the Twitter side, um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to mess up your name. I'm awful at pronouncing things. Uh, Sason, Sason, again, I fucked up. My name's Joe, I could barely pronounce it. Anyway, whoever is controlling Ratchet is cracked for dodging every single bird. I feel like like every time you saw a bird, this guy was doing a backflip. And then let me get, there was one more thing. Uh, The Winter Gamer gave a a jaw-dropping gif. And let me just get it. Let me just get it. I'm not, listen, I'm not buying for time here. You are. What? You want to fight about it? I don't know what's going on anymore. Am I still here? Am I yeah, still in the trophy room? A podcast made by the players for the players? Oh, man, that's weird. If, and Famous Seamus, once again, thought the RC demo was awesome, looks amazing. Are you still... Or, or Sorry. Are you surprised that we still don't have a price and release date for PS5? Wait till next week. <laughs> that's on bacon on next week. It has to be the beginning of September. It just has to. Or I won't yeah. allow it. Yeah. With that, gang, that's been the trophy room. A bonus episode. It's still an hour long. Look at that. You know, we still got it, Kyle. This is yeah. fun. I love, you know, this week has been fantastic, as always. You know, I, lo- I love, yeah. I love talking games with you, buddy. See, you, you were, you were at it today, and I appreciated I was, it. I was, I was, I was with it. I'm, I'm out of it now. It took everything out of me, but. I enjoyed it. You're like, you're like the Winter Soldier after the fight. He has to wipe his memory again. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but that Netflix movie Power, where you take oh. the pill and you get superpowers for five minutes. What I imagine is afterwards, she's like, uh, <laughs> I need a Benadryl. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kyle, let's get on out of here. Yeah. What do you got to pimp on out before we do? Uh, Who that Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN? I got a lovely message from somebody, a listener, adding me on uh, PSN. And so please keep doing that. I love seeing that. It brightens my day. Same with Joe. It's amazing. Um, you can catch me there. Uh, going for 50, pl- 50 platinums, six away. Bug Snacks will be number 50. It's going to happen, Joe. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I will get more, though, if that bumps my chances to get a early. PS5 though, so just tell me, Sony, and I'll I'll, I'll do it. Uh, KindNYC.com and at KindNYC on Twitter for everything else that I do. And yeah, that's about it, I think. I want to give, we want to give, this is also Kyle, you're a part of this, a huge shout out to the Xbox Pope for designing that boss looking limited edition PS5. Oh my God. That was the best one he's done. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, hands down. Uh, very jokingly replied to a tweet like, hey, how about a PS Trophy one? And he was like, yeah, sure. Send me. He sent me a DM immediately. It was like, hey, send me the assets. And boom, done. 
Wow. Yeah. Bam. And it's a thing. I, when I was playing uh, New Super and you texted me, I was actually wondering, I was like, hey, I wonder when he's going to get done with that. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking. And then, bam, you said, uh, I, I was too giddy. I couldn't, like, I got up and I was too stim to sit down. It's, like, oh my God. Chef's kiss. Also, big shout out to, uh, as we go on over to the bounty board talking about shout outs and such, uh, Mr. Matt111. Before we continue, my driving instructor when I was 16 years old, his name was Mr. Matt. And we oh. always gave this impression because he had a mustache. So we do this. He go, hey, hey, Mr. Matt, how you doing? Oh, <laughs> <Jeez>. Hi, Mr. Matt. <laughs> you want to go to Duncan? <laughs> he was also our, 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 our uh, gym coach. Anyway, uh, Mr. Matt could be my driving instructor of, of over 10 plus years now. Jesus, I'm old. Uh, gives us a five star review, just like you can over at Apple Podcasts. Again, get a chance to win a next gen game on us if and when we get to 100 reviews by the end of the year. Make sure the five star, as I'm not counting them, just tossing them out. And Mr. Matt writes, the greatest podcast that is and ever will be. Oh, I love the wordplay. Extremely good chemistry with two, with the two co-hosts. You can really tell that they've been friends for a while. Oh, wait, did I already say this? Oh, no, no, no. I don't think I have. You know, I've heard it before. All right. (laughs) You know what, Mr. Matt? If I've said this last episode, because uh, the days of blur. You're getting two shout outs. And also, thank you for teaching me how to drive. Uh, you can really tell that they've been friends for a while, which is refreshing on podcasts. Keeps me up to date and they're not afraid to air an honest opinion instead of nodding along to everything. Man, wasn't the, the show today. My only gripe is that I wish there was a small segment on each episode dedicated to trophy hunting. Now, with all that said, with all that out of the way, five freaking stars. You're killing it, boys. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody. Thank you all so much. Again, you can find this show here at Bad Big Games on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, the Trophy Room of PlayStation Podcast on there, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your RSS feeds, wherever you get your podcasts, find us there. Please shout us out. Follow PS Trophy Room. Most of all, tell a friend. If you have someone that's a PlayStation, you know, uh, a gamer out there or just a gamer in general, send them our way. Let's keep building this big, beautiful community that I call home and so with all that said with all that out of the way everybody keep hunting and keep playing playstation stay safe we love you and remember black lives matter black lives fucking matter say the names